Welcome into another edition of the Train with the Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman. Chris Gorez. As you can hear, Chris is on the phone today uh, as we're going to just do a quick update here off the top and then let you hear an awesome interview that we taped with M. Hutchins of On Your Mark in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we were going to put it out back-to-back weeks uh, after our interview with Perry Nicholson, which a lot of you checked out and enjoyed, uh, Stop Chasing Pain. And then... Uh, and then the world had a global pandemic, and uh, we didn't. So we thought last week's yeah. episode was was worthwhile of, of doing. And But today, Chris, this interview with M, I feel like people are going to really enjoy because it's like a ray of sunshine. It, it is such a – her story is so great. The things she talks about are so great. And it's it's so nice when you find these things right now when we're all locked in our houses or, you know, at least at the very least disrupted from our daily lives, and we have something that just puts a smile on our face. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's again strange times that we're going through. But I think one of the things that will happen is that we we we're gonna be forced to come together on this one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is random, but I just thought of it because of what I just said. But you know what actually put a giant smile on my face last night? What was that? I'm scrolling through Instagram as we all are, and Sports Center had about five minutes worth of Steph Curry highlights. He's so yeah. much fun to watch playing basketball. And, like, because he was hurt the whole year, you just forget. It's things like that that bring you joy. Man, I, I saw one the other night that my favorite player was, was Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. The things that he was doing on the court. And then another one with Derrick Rose and the things that he oh was my doing God. when he was with the Bulls. Some Derrick of the old Rose, D. Rose highlights? Oh, my God. That dude is silly. I mean... Had he not getting hurt, and, and like we can argue all day about whether he was always going to get hurt or not, but geez, when that when that dude was was doing his thing, I don't I don't know of another person that was as explosive as he was. No, it was like him and Russell Westbrook, and Russ was not quite like is is insane. You know the fact that like Russell Westbrook is a human missile. Um, yeah, but like Derrick Rose was something even more than that. Just the power and the. How the thing with like him that was different, like Russ has the power, but Rose had like ninety eight percent of of Russ's power, but so much more quickness. It was just it was nuts. I, I think it's the other way around. I think Russ has the ninety eight percent of the Rose's power. Maybe if you look at it pound for pound. Oh, pound, pound for pound for, pound, pound, I mean, for like, sure. Yeah. So if you take a look, if you put D Rose in Russ's in Russ's height, I think that's a whole different. I think that's a whole different. Just Russ's build. Like, Russ is so solid. Like, Rose was so, like, he was skinny yet not. Like, if he had just worn a tighter jersey, it would have looked different. (laughs) Right. That early 2010 style. Um, Yep. But, yeah. And then then just going back to the clips of Iverson when he was doing his thing at Philly, man. Just amazing. And the game has obviously changed. There's no more room in the NBA for the Iverson type because the ball moves faster than a guy ever could. But, Man, that dude was sick. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how, you know, it's always like, oh, how, that guy would have never been able to play. Like, well, if he grew up in this atmosphere, like Allen Iverson probably would have been a better three-point shooter and, like, he would have figured some things out. Like, he's, his game would have yeah. been different. It would be fascinating to see how a guy with that skill set, like, customize his game to today's game. It would have been would have been really, yeah. really interesting. Um, but, yeah, props to Sports Center and House of Highlights and Bleacher Report and everyone who's doing, like, the throwback stuff because there is some good quality content on the internet right now and we all need it but Steph Curry got me last night man he's just that was so much fun um as far as what else I always I'm, go back to the uh I always go back to the 37 point quarter with Clay because that is oh just my God. amazing 
Have you ever watched like, that straight through? Yes. It's, it's freaking ridiculous. So, like, he's hitting shots that, but like, he's hitting shots that you are supposed to get benched for. Right. Like, if you take this shot, you come straight to the bench and don't think about ever going back into the game. And he takes, like, three or four of those shots, and he makes them. Like, the second he touched it, it was out of his hands. Which And the, the crazy thing about that is, like, 30 of the 37 or something like that are in the last six minutes of the quarter. Because I remember, so I remember, like, it happened, and it was late at one, I think it was against Sacramento, and so it's it's yep. West Coast, like, it's the, next, it's the next night, or the next day, and I'm like, all right, I gotta pull up this quarter on League Pass and go back and watch it. And I just remember, like, knowing what happened, watching it going, how does he get to 37? How does he get to 37? Yeah. Because early on in that well, game, like, early on in the quarter, like, it's just like, okay, he hit a couple, but... And then, and then it happens, and it's just <laughs> possession after possession, yeah. shot after shot, bang, 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 and you're like, oh, my God, yeah. what he, is happening? He does, like, you know what the mic and drill is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He shoots corner three-pointers like it's a mic and drill. Like, that's how <laughs> fast he gets it out of his hands. He's it's, the only person I know of that can mic and drill a corner three-pointer. <laughs> now I'm imagining him, like, running back and forth, pop, pop. Yeah, pop. He just pop, pop, pop. Like it's literally in his hands. He doesn't dip it. It goes straight from his hands into his pocket, into his release. It's ridiculously hard. It's and like if you were to teach someone how to shoot, you'd be like, "All right, here's video of Clay Thompson. Do this." Yeah, it is (laughs) that like geometrically perfect. It is literal teaching tape. Um, Yeah, he jumped like an inch. Like (laughs) perfect. Yeah, minimal minimal wasted energy. There's no yeah. extra moving parts. It's just it's just efficient death of a defense. Three points at a time. Um, yeah. Outside of watching Instagram videos, <laughs> what have you been up to yeah. the past week? Man, uh, I've actually been training a lot of people outside. Um, so uh, just following everything that the governor did the other day, Onyx was closed until May 1. So um, we've moved a lot of our business to the outdoors. So we've, we've been, I've been at least uh, fairly busy. It hasn't been completely off of me, but uh, we're, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do now as far as being able to put out some content out there uh, online for, for people to see, for our members to see. Um, so we're still figuring it out, but you know, it's taking a day at a time. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I'm now back from Florida. Um, and it's like, I was sitting on my couch last night. It'd been like 26 hours since I, I got home and I just went, Oh man, this is going to be a long time, isn't it? And it's like day one. Um, so I'm now in the same world as everybody else is in. I'm not in this little isolated bubble at an all inclusive resort. And, um, it's, it's been interesting, you know, in the mornings I've got like a daily call that I've got to be on for work, which is great. Cause we're, we're trying to do stuff. Um, and we are going to do stuff. There's, there's even, I'll, I'll tell people now, Saturday, we're going to do a, um, we're going to do like a live stream and the, the league is going to do a bunch of these too, which is cool. Um, cause our part of our broadcast partnership is with Twitch. And so instead of streaming, you know, new games, live games, games that are happening with people playing outside together, uh, sigh, um, we're going to take old games and we're going to stream them and it's going to be really cool to have like our players commenting on the games they played in. So I'm not quite sure who's joining me on Saturday, but like for, for the league streams, I think it's just going to be the players. But for us, I'm going to kind of play traffic cop and host that. And 
Um, so that'll be cool. And, and we're planning that and planning some other stuff that we're doing. But um, once that 1030 call is over, you're just kind of looking at the rest of the day like, all right, what do I do? And I've still got some work to do because there's stuff that we shot before all this happened that I've got to edit and put together. But um, I'm excited to, to get back into the fitness side of things, man. And um, like I'm, I'm probably after we hang up gonna, and I'm done digesting my lunch, going to gonna do some kind of workout. Um, probably won't stream this one. Got to get a feel for where I want to do this stuff, too, because like when you live in a house with other people, you got to figure out like, all right, what's the workout area? You got to clean it up afterwards. And you're sweating, all that stuff. So um, right. and then I'm just. I'm hoping the weather turns because this 45 degree messing is not gonna gonna go well, with my plan well, of being thing, outside. It was, like, it was really nice last week. We had a few 70, 80 degree days, and I think it's gonna be 80 again on Friday and Sunday or, or Sunday and Monday. So it's, it's like coming, man. And 50s, it's 50s like, and 60s. Yeah, I don't like it. Give yeah. me the 70s, man. Was I that spoiled in Florida? Yeah. But, well, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. That was January when we were down there. So. Yeah, oh, well, that's facts. Just now, but like, yeah. yeah, it was literally like 75 to 80 and perfectly sunny every single day. It was nuts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, as soon as the the outdoor workouts can get back going again, I mean, I, I could go run if I wanted to um, outside. Like, it's not that bad. Just put on some, some warmer gear and, and go. But um, I'm excited to get, like, outside and, and sprint because um, that's – that's the thing, like, people are, if you're thinking about, like, how do I get the higher intensity stuff, what's, I can't load anymore, I don't have any weights, like, sprinting is the running version of load, of lifting heavy, so, go out there and sprint, and uh, if you need some sprint workouts, I'm sure we can do that, and um, I'll definitely post up some of the ones that I do, just, like, it's, go out, go it's out and really sprint, man. Simple. It's really simple, go out there, run as fast as you can for as long as you can, and when you can't do it anymore, stop, rest till you feel like you can do it again. And then just repeat that 10 times. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do, you if go. you want to max out, that's how you do it. That is the sprinting version of maxing out. But like, we'll, we'll, we'll program some sub maximal programs, if you will. <laughs> um, right. Because like that, that's gonna I think be my goal is like to do one like one long run per week. I owe my man Rosante challenged me to an hour run. Some of these, some of these Instagram challenges. Like, I uh, all right. I know you. I think you tagged me on one. I've been tagged on a million. I just refuse to do any of them. <laughs> like, because I feel like if I start doing them, then I'm gonna get caught into all of them, and I'm just I'm gonna be I'm selective. Gonna like, I got I got tagged in a handstand push up one. That's not gonna happen. Um, Irwin tagged me in a what was he shotgunned a beer and then did something, and I just went Irwin. No. Um. By the way, Instagram also, live. Also, nine thirty on Monday. Me and, see, me and Irwin. If I see you. Not just you, but anybody in general. If you shotgun a white claw or a truly, like <laughs> delete, delete all of your delete, delete your account. account. You lose social media privileges during the quarantine. Yeah, like you should never, ever shotgun a white claw. Whoever thought of that is an idiot. <laughs> that's, that's I don't I know if say. we want to do this to M, but never shotgun a white claw kind of sounds like an episode title. Yeah, never shotgun a white claw. Plus M. Hutchins. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Um, so I did, I did the push up one. I tagged you in that. Um, and I, but I was early on that one. Like Brandon got me, and it was like his was like legit the one of the first ones that I saw. So I, I felt like I felt good about that one because I was early. Rosante challenged me to a an hour long run. I was like, well, I ain't got anything else to do. Um, and then Gabby. 
got me my friend Gabby, uh, who works at Sweat DC and uh, Cycle Bar up here. She got me in a plank challenge, so I was just going to incorporate some planking into my workout today. I think I'm just going to do like 20 push-ups, plank the rest of the minute, and repeat it like three or four times, and see if I can do that without a break. It's part of my workout, yep. so that was. Yep. I'll, I'll figure I'll just film part of that and throw it out there. Um, but I, my plan is to do one long run a week, one like interval run, and then one like true sprint workout, and then mix in some body weight and if I can get access to some weights in between, see what we can do. Yeah, I would take on that butt home like a power block, so I'm good. Yeah, no, I I think there's a chance that I might be able to get into my gym, employees only type of deal, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um yeah. anything else that we wanted to hit? Um I feel like there was something we were talking about last night on the phone off off the pod that I wanted to bring up. Um, not necessarily specifics, um, but just the, the general of like, this is, this is going to be a while. And there's a lot of people, we talked about that a little bit last week or a lot last week. Yeah. The I mean, marketplace about, is going to change, man. Yeah. I think, I think the whole, a, a lot, a lot is going to change and it's not just relative to the fitness industry, but this is a fitness podcast. So we'll talk, we'll just leave it there. I think even in the fitness world, there's going to be a lot of changes, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of really good people that lose their jobs or get laid off. There's going to be a lot of gyms that never reopen. Um, so, you know, for, for the ones that, that can can survive this, I think, I don't necessarily want to call it an opportunity. I don't necessarily want to call it an obligation. I don't know what it is. But I think that, you know, if you come out on the other end of this, there, there's going to be something there where uh, – there's going to be a lot of people that you can serve, not just people who want training, but people who are in the industry and need a job. So um, mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that more of us make it to the other end than that. Yeah, for sure. And I, the other thing that, that we talked about that um, I definitely wanted to bring up because I thought you said it really well. So I'm going to steal your really smart thought and then you can be smart on top of it. But, you know, we were talking <laughs> about like what separates people during this time where everyone's giving their you know, they're free workout here, they're free this, they're free that. And you go, man, the thing that people are going to have to pay me for is my eyes and ears. And I thought that was so smart. Um, because when you're trying to figure out like, what do I give away for free? What do I give away discounted? What do I charge full price for? One, you're obviously dealing with people individually on a client by client basis based off their financial situation, which has probably changed from when you initially had them or, um, people out there looking now, you know, they might not be in the best financial shape because no one's in great financial shape right now. But, um, once you get past like that side of it, the, the client's ability to purchase, when you try to think about like, what, what can I charge for that other people can't provide? What makes me special? What makes me worth buying? This is why you have to have those eyes and ears that, you know, when we talk about being better than an app, you can't just be someone who programs exercise and expects that to be good enough to be a trainer. You have to be able to really work with people. And in this case, uh, digitally from a distance and, or to be able to customize that program in a way that fits someone who has some kind of need that is beyond, Hey, I just, I see all these workouts on Instagram, but they don't work for me. Can you create something for me? And I think when you get into that personalization, that's when you can have a chance to continue your business as a trainer in a time where you can't meet with people one-on-one. That's right. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, coming up with workouts and this is, this is why I don't mind putting on the ebook. Um, I don't think, well, we did talk about it last time. So yeah, you yeah. Know, if you want to buy the ebook, the ebook's a dollar. I don't mind giving away the programming 
for free. I mean, like, I did it for a dollar because whatever, it's just something to throw it out there. But I think, you know, if, if people are still going to always need your eyes and ears, and that's what's going to, to, to make you special. That's what's going to separate you from everybody else or from an app or whatever else that's being given away now. Because, you know, once once it's given away, that, that cat's out of the back. It's, it's never coming back. You know, so you're not going to be able to charge people for programming, but, you know, to be able to consult with them, to be able to, to build relationships with them, that's something that is always going to be a part of our industry. That's not, that's never going to go away. Right. And then, you know, if you have the chance to, because we were talking with too about recruiting new clients right now, can you, can you be someone who makes yourself available to new clients that you could then turn into a full-time regular clients once we're allowed back in our gyms? And so, you know, if you prove that you're worth having that relationship with, that's actually an opportunity. Not that we're trying to take advantage of a crisis, so to speak, but the world doesn't stop spinning. Um, you know, we all need to be safe. We all need to be cognizant of every single health regulation and, Man, there's some some health experts out there right now that are putting a pretty scary picture. If you want to get the daylight scared out of you, um, and, and get a real dose of reality, listen to the Daily from the New York Times yesterday. The the health expert they had on said, you know, if things don't change, then we could be looking at this kind of life for a year until the vaccine's ready. Like there's there's some real long term proclamations out there. So I'm not by any chance or not by any stretch saying like, hey, we're trying to take advantage of this situation because, you know, the better way to recruit clients would be to be in a gym and to have to be able to work with them. So it's just making the best of what what is presented to us right now situationally um, and and trying to help people, but also make sure that we're, we're doing right by ourselves in the business side of things. So um, that's that. Uh, I thought when Chris said, you know, my eyes and my ears, that's the thing. Um, I thought that was really smart. So I wanted to make sure that we got that on the pod. And uh, other than that, that's all I got for now. Are you good? Anything else? I'm good. I'm, I'm hoping to get, you know, more people like him on the podcast with us soon because it doesn't seem like we're going back to work soon. So maybe hopefully we can put out more of these podcasts for, for everybody to listen to while they're in quarantine. Yeah. I mean, if people want to come on, um, you know, we we can probably do two a week right now. We ain't got anything else to do, so um, I got I got a couple of ideas. I'll I'll mention some some names to you offline. Some people that I've been meaning to catch up with anyway. So we'll uh, we'll touch base uh, on those, and then who knows? Maybe we'll be on the podcast as soon as later in the week. Uh, but for now, here is a word from actually. I'm going to say this before the ads for them. Both Super Coffee and Momentus have launched new stuff in in the last couple of weeks, um, which is. I don't know if that's good or bad or indifferent to the situation, but um, it's cool that, that these companies keep innovating. Um, and so I'll, we'll tell you about those in the ads and um, there's cool stuff with, with our partners as well. And then our chat with M. Hutchins from On Your Mark in Chicago. All right, let's tell you about the new stuff. Specifically, I'm going to tell you about pods on a pod. Yes, there is new stuff from Super Coffee. And for all of you Keurig fans who've been waiting for your Super Coffee moment, it is here. Super Coffee is now available in Keurig pods. You can get them at drinksupercoffee.com, just like everything else from Key2Life Incorporated for 25% off your first order using the code TWTB. Perhaps you get that morning coffee from Super Coffee in that pod and you add a little creamer, super creamer, of course. Or if you want to go back to the traditional route, you have Super Coffee, Super Espresso, still available, still shipping out. I actually ordered some yesterday. If you would like to make sure that you have your fix of organic coffee, protein, 
and MCT oils. All the different varieties come in different levels of those things. Of course, the original 10 grams of protein in every single bottle. 25% off your first order at drinksupercoffee.com using the code TWTB as in train with the best. TWTB, drinksupercoffee.com. It is from Key to Life Incorporated, a positive energy company that reminds you that if you can change your energy, you can change the world. The Train With The Best podcast is also brought to you by Momentus, who, as I said, also has new stuff. Performance creatine is available now at livemomentous.com. What are the research-backed benefits of supplementing your workouts with creatine? One, it develops strength and power. Two, increases energy production. Three, promotes lean muscle development. Four, improves brain function. And five, antioxidant properties, which are good for your heart. Hmm. Muscles, heart, speed, power, energy. Seems like a pretty good product. I can't wait to try it. I've got a case sitting over there. Going to actually probably go scoop some out now and get going on my workout as soon as I'm done recording these fine advertisements. You can go to livemomentous.com. Use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST. It's 20% off your first order of any of the essential protein blends, any of the performance protein blends, strength recovery, or endurance. Get momentous sleep. And now, Momentous Performance Creatine. LiveMomentous.com, the code is train with the best, because if you want to train with the best, you better recover with the best, and that's why we choose Momentous. Our guest today on the Train with the Best podcast is the owner of On Your Mark in Chicago. Her name is Emily Hutchins. You might have seen her on Chris's Instagram if you follow there. He was up at On Your Mark a couple weeks ago. That's right. uh, For a Vertimax certification. And I know you guys connected and I've heard great things, Emily. So really excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah. You might also see her as a Nike master trainer. Don't forget to mention that. Casual. Right. Just a casual (laughs) drop in there. Emily, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. So thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule. I know I know what that label of owner means. So I know that that means a little bit of, <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a trainer, or I'm a coach, or I'm a janitor sometimes. So, you know, taking time out of the day to do a podcast is certainly appreciated. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. So, Emily, why don't you get into a little bit about um, your story. How did you get into the, the field? Um, what are, what are the things that, that you've, you've done in, in your career and, and how did you end up with on your mark? Yeah. Um, uh, great, great question. Uh, it goes back about 17 years when I was a uh, junior in college, started working in, um, in a gym called flex fitness. And that's kind of when I fell in love with the whole, the gym thing. And, uh, at the time I was majoring in theater and I realized As one who my, becomes a trainer does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I think it ended up serving me well later on in my life in terms of being in front of people. So it, it was it was worth the uh, short the short major. Um, so <laughs> well, I was a br- I was an audio production major for a brief amount of time, and now I do podcasts. So See? um, I thought I'd go. be producing music, but uh, speaking yeah, of but can you do the jazz of- hands though? Can, can, I, can I do jazz hands? The like jazz, a tarot? Yeah. The spirit fingers, whatever. What does that have to do with producing music? I don't know. It's just a theater thing. Whenever I think, whenever I think of theater, I think of jazz hands. That's okay. All. I was, I, okay. I think you may have been talking to Emily on that question. Um, I still don't know exactly how that conversation just twisted in that way, but you were a theater major in college and started working at a gym. You can take the story from there. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I, I ended up changing my major to exercise science and realized in the gym world that um, I could 
train people. I could make I could make their lives better and do something um, in a in a more serving way for humans. I guess so. Changed my major. Um, I believe I in my senior year I got my first license as a personal trainer, and I was in a very small town environment compared to where I'm at now, and I didn't really know what to do with it. So shortly after graduating college, I got a job in a um, in a retirement home and I started working with physical and occupational therapists and it was just with the elderly. And I realized very quickly that that was not the demographic for me. And I was kind of like, well, I don't know where to go from here. And so I decided maybe it's time to pack up and go to a bigger city. And that eventually landed me in Chicago. And and where was so, this, the city you were in before Chicago? Just for, for I was, reference, I sake. was, yep, I was in Holland, Michigan, uh, um, hometown of Kirk Cousins. Yes, I covered Kirk actually. for as many years as he was the starter here. Three, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, facts. Yep. Why do I know that? I yep. don't know. <laughs> you were so excited about Holland, Michigan. I just, the fact that I knew something about Holland, Michigan, that just made my day. Emily is like, wow, somebody <laughs> knows Holland, Michigan. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you think of Holland, Michigan, you think like, you know, the wooden shoe factory and tulip time. So, oh, wow. This is, yeah. But now <laughs> those, it's but I know that cousins, fella. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up in Chicago and this was now 17 years ago and uh, started working at Crunch Fitness. And I was there for about three years doing the personal training thing. Um, and the group fitness thing, and at the time, started getting heavily involved in triathlon. Started doing a lot of iron distance races, marathoning, half marathoning, got really involved in that. And at the time, um, this probably takes me back to about oh, God, 2005, uh, partnered with a bike shop, started sending them a lot of athletes who also were getting involved in triathlon. And that bike shop owner approached me and... Um, who later became my business partner about partnering with them. The opportunity seemed awesome. So we left, we left crunch, started partnering with bike shop and that lasted a few months. We started to grow. We started to evolve and we started to realize we probably could do this on our own. And so in 2007, we found a really tiny gym on the Western side of the city and got our business license and started on your marks. And it's been oh, about 13 years and two studios, hopefully a third coming soon. Nice. And yeah, we're doing big things, training a lot of general population up to the elite athlete, trying to lay the foundation of teaching people how to move better versus moving too often. And uh, yeah, that's kind of my story. Yeah, Here we and, are. and if you and if you are in that Chicago area and you haven't been to On Your Mark, you need to get to On Your Mark. It's a beautiful facility. The atmosphere is incredible. They've got top of the line equipment. Obviously, a great. I'm, I'm staff. looking on your Instagram page right now. Yeah, and I want to get on a plane to Chicago. It's a badass and, studio. <laughs> the next time I go up there, you should you should come up. We'll go get some Done. Garrett's popcorn and then go Done. work out. I gotta look at the spirit <laughs> schedule and see when I'm up there. Yeah, like, that's right. Right when the spirit we will go up play there. there, I'll pull it up yeah. right now. And that's the other thing, right? You might you might actually see some of the Chicago Red Stars. 
Squires working out there. Mm. Yeah, um, that's yeah. their that's their gym. And well, and, then I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> we can go and work out. I, we can go and work out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when I when I was up there, I was taking pictures in the studio, and then uh, some of my friends who were on the Chicago Red Stars started texting me, "Oh my God, you're in my gym! You're in my gym!" So it's pretty exciting. According to the schedule, that's I'm looking awesome. right now, see you Saturday, August fifteenth. Oh, there you go. There we go. There we go. There you go. Um, so that is really cool. So when you when you first started, because I think one of the coolest uh, things about Onyx um, in talking to Chris, and then also we did a podcast with Aguchi um, and them together, was how clear the vision was for Onyx when these guys started it. And we've talked to a bunch of gym owners around the country at this point on this podcast, and they always seem to have a, a really clear vision of why they wanted to start their own place and what they wanted it to be. So when you think of On Your Mark and what you want that place to be and how it started, and maybe that's evolved over the years, but like what what is the thing that makes On Your Mark yours that, that you really wanted to, to create a space for? Yeah, um, I think from the beginning, it, yeah, it, it of course has evolved over the years, but I think from the beginning, we always wanted to be that spot where, you know, the, the LeBron Jameses of the world or the Julie Urchins of the world and the John Smiths of the world can all work out and receive the same high-level experience. Um, I feel like I've been in the industry for a long time. I've seen a lot of trends. I've seen a lot of trends come and go. And... I always wanted On Your Mark to be that space where people not only came in for a, a workout, of course, and that's the easy piece, but it was a place where people came in and actually learned something regardless of their athletic ability. And I feel like we've done an excellent job of doing that. We've brought on a great team of high-level trainers who understand that that concept, who understand that vibe of the brand, and they believe it, and they they own it every single day and they bring that same uh, experience to their own clients. That's awesome. You know, one of the things that I, I recognized immediately on your mark was, of course, I knew the level of trainer that I was going to be speaking and presenting to. And that's sometimes pretty intimidating for me because I'm talking to people who know what they're talking about. So I can't just go up there and like bullshit it, right? Like I got to have good <laughs> shit, right? Because if not, then I'm going to get called out on it, right? But what was amazing is, when you go to a, 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 a facility like that with high level staff and then they're also humble and eager to learn yeah. that comes yeah. from somebody who's, who's leading the way. And that's obviously coming from you, Emily. So for you, where does that come from for you? Cause you've, you've seen it all. You've seen a, a bunch of different trends. You have your own facility for 13 years now. Where does your humility come from? How do you stay humble and, and eager to learn? You know, I was, I feel like my mom and dad did a good job raising me. Uh, I, I never, I don't want to be that trainer. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And I think that is an important piece to becoming a better trainer or just becoming better at no matter what kind of work you do for a living. And don't be the smartest trainer in the room and don't have an ego about it. Um, I'm very much into learning from other humans. I mean, when you were coming into town, I was like, oh, shit, this dude's smart. Like, I'm so excited to meet him. <laughs> I'm, I was intimidated by you. And I was like, but that's how you evolve and get better. And I think if the, the team is, you know, vulnerable enough to have that same viewpoint on, you know, whether it's business or just continuing with your education, then you are creating something special and you're creating something where, people can bounce ideas off of one another and just grow with one another. And I think that's a big part of success. 
If you think doing a weekend with him is tough, try doing 125 podcast episodes. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> it, is how, it is the reason I'm whatever level of good that I am at this is because I get to sit across from him for an hour a week. <laughs> More with Em in a second, but first, wanted to let you know the latest goings on on Catch the Spirit, also a train with the best media production. Last week in Florida, sat down with Spirit forward Crystal Thomas for a really cool chat. If you like the interviews that we typically do with athletes on this podcast. I think you'll really like the one I did with Crystal. Uh, She's been all over the world playing, uh, talked a lot about that, how she developed as a youth player from someone who didn't know the rules of soccer as a third grader into a professional forward who scored a goal in front of 19,000 last year at Audi Field. And we talked about that moment as well. And then, man, if you just like good stories and if you like to laugh and if you like Scottish accents, let me interest you in our chat with Ian McCaldin. He is our goalkeeper's coach with the Spirit, and he has just an enormous personality, a personality that fits a six-foot-five-inch Scotsman. And if that doesn't intrigue you to listen, I don't have a better pitch, so I, the, the ad is over. Just, it's great. He was a delight to talk to. Uh, both those, also, if you'd like to watch them, are on the Spirit's Twitch page and on the Spirit's YouTube. But if you want to listen to them, you can catch them anywhere you catch this podcast. Crystal Thomas, Ian McCaldin, the latest two episodes on Catch the Spirit. When you look for a trainer, what do you look for as, as an owner? Um, and, and you're trying to surround yourself with that high-level staff. What do you look for in a trainer? That's a great question. I... <laughs> I try to look for a good human. I think that's mostly the, the most important piece because again, you can, you, you learn and you grow and you evolve as your experience in the industry also evolves. Um, but I think just finding someone who understands the brand and wants to grow with the brand is the single most important thing. And you don't have to agree on everything. You can be, you know, really good at maybe strength training, but, okay at other things but it's just trying to find that human that's willing to evolve and willing to grow with the brand and um learn and constantly get better Um, but i do think that there is a certain special quality about a person who just wants to work hard and that speaks volumes for people if you ask me yeah i think you know one one of the things one of the things that's challenging when you have a great brand like on your mark and, and even at Onyx, like I'm not trying to brag about our own brand, Decent. but like you when you, when you have a, a when you have a established credibility, let's just say you have credibility, right? And you have a brand like on your mark in this awesome studio and some kick-ass trainers and, and you've got great equipment and the great location, all the other stuff. I think one of the traps is when you hire people, sometimes these people come in and think, oh, cool, it's going to be easy for me to get busy here. And it's not yeah. like you still, no. it's still just as hard as it was. It like w- when I just first started out, right? Like, it's not like you say, Hey, I work at Onyx or I work at on your mark and you know, everybody just starts filling up your schedule. You still got to go out there and grind. So yeah, you have yeah. to find people who, yes, they're willing to learn and they're eager about all that stuff and they're passionate about the education and they want to help, but they're also willing to just put the hours in because like for the first few months especially as a new trainer it's it's tough like you're not going to be full you're not going to be making a ton of money but if you stick with it 
you get clients and you, and hopefully if you're doing a good job, those clients stick around and then you get a few more clients and then they stick around. And then before you know it, if you're doing the right thing, then you're full, but that yeah. takes time. It, it doesn't yeah. happen right away. Even at a place like on your market and, and at Onyx, it's not like, Hey, I show up, I'm a trainer here and now I'm full. Right. Totally. I mean, well, I remember when I started, you know, a hundred years ago back as a trainer at crunch fitness you know you had a monthly quota yep. you you didn't get paid until you started actually picking up clients and i remember six months into the job calling home being talking to my mom on the phone and being like i don't know if i'm gonna make it right. i'm not i'm not making any money i'm working 60 hours a week and my mom my mom is actually the reason why i'm still in chicago to this day and she's like just give it three more months and if you're miserable in three more months you can move home but so I have her to thank for instilling that hustle in me to just grind it out. And I mean, to be honest with you, it's still a grind. It's, yeah. You know, it's even though it's 13 years into the business, I feel like I might even be grinding more now than ever because I have a team that's leaning on me. Absolutely. And if I'm not my if I'm not my best, then they're not going to be at their best. So that's where the team effort comes in, though. So it's always a grind, but. If you love what you do, it's a different kind of for sure. It's different, it's a different kind of grind, I guess. And, and I absolutely love that about like just just even seeing the way that you go about your work. I mean, you're still in there. I, I don't do this anymore <laughs> because I, I can't do this. But you know, Emily's in there at five a.m., six a.m. taking clients. Like that's not something that a lot of I've owners never done do. That. And right? I'm like not, I'm not even an owner. Like like owners get to the point where they're owning and they're like, all right, cool, I'm done with the five a.m., six a.m. But Emily's still in there on a Saturday, getting in her sessions before the Vertimax training certification because she knows. Uh, I mean, I don't have to probably assume. I, I kind of know this about Emily. Like she wants to do what's right for her clients. So yeah. if her clients want to train that day, she's not just going to shut down the gym. She's going to be like, hey, the gym is going to be reserved for Vertimax certification. But if you want to get your workout in, then we got to go early. Right. Yep. So yep. and that's just a dedication to the client. And, and I think that that's that's why on your mark works. That's why Onyx works is because there's leaders there that don't ask anything of the staff that they don't ask of themselves. And that comes to accountability and, and, and excellence in the quality of service that they provide. Absolutely. And we're in the service industry to your point. So you're, you're serving people, you know, that, right. that one hour that they see you a week is probably their best hour of the week. So right. we, you got to be there for them. Right. Um, as someone who has also had to make that call to, my mom going, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, that's not a fun place in life to be. What, like in that moment, what made you ultimately, I mean, one to like actually pick up the phone and being willing to admit that for people who are ambitious and driven is, is very difficult, but like how seriously were you considering other options? And, and if you had gone, man, I can't do this. Like what else would you have done? And it, did that play a part if you didn't have an answer to that question of just sticking with it? I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I would have done. I think my only option would have been to move back home to small town USA, and I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, but I, I. I like to think that should that have ever happened, I would have still found myself in this industry mm -hmm. some way, shape, or form. Because um, I can't. I mean, I grew up an athlete. I can't imagine not having like access to sport in any capacity. So I think. I would have figured it out, yep. but that's, that's also, again, going back to the whole grind. I think that's just the way that I was brought up. You, you figure it out. Yep. 
Yeah. I, and I think, uh, you know, for, for the young trainers that are out there that listen to this podcast, I think that's, that's great advice. Give it, give it three more months, <laughs> grind it out. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it, it's going to be hard. So if, if you're out there and you're listening and you think that you're the only one out there struggling, you're not. It's, it's a hard struggle and it's, it's easy to look at Instagram and think that everybody's successful and everybody has it easy, but it's not. It's a hard, hard thing to be successful in this industry. And if you, it's the same thing you're going to tell your clients, you have to do the same things. You have to have good habits. You have to have some patience. And ultimately if you're doing the right things, the process should play out in the results that you want. Right. Totally. It's a marathon, not a sprint. There you go. Absolutely. How do you manage being an owner while still being active as a trainer? Um, I don't know. <laughs> that life, just, laugh might be the answer. Like, uh, I don't. I'm dying. Someone help me. This is a, this is a call for help. You know, I I I, I have a a right hand guy, Brian, who who's been my voice of reason the last few years. So I used to have a business partner when Anya Market originally started, and about five years ago, she went her way, I went mine, and um, within the, that five year stretch things the the industry has definitely picked up a lot more things have ha, things have evolved i opened another gym so i got to a point where sometimes i feel like oh my god there's a, a rolodex of thoughts in my head yep. and the rolodex will not stop spinning meanwhile i'm trying to train you know anywhere from five to ten clients a day how in the hell am i going to continue to move forward and so it, it, i just started to so Brian, my, you know, little voice on my shoulder, so he's like, you need to delegate. You need to be vulnerable enough to start to ask for help and let me help you. So let's start there. So he's always been that voice to just kind of help me manage the ecosystem at Anya Mark. And it's then evolved into just leaning on other trainers and team teammates basically to take lead and to learn to delegate work and everyone works together and you just get shit done better. And it's, it's, um, it's a team process. That's definitely the truth. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I had the chance to meet Brian when I was up there and, and certainly a good dude, certainly a dude that you want on your team. I mean, that's a guy yeah. that's, that knows what he's talking about. He's sharp and he's, he's on top of things for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I have a tendency to, sometimes get flustered with other things and he's that very martial arts mindset of calm mm-hmm. <laughs> he just has a very different way of expressing things and listening to things so yeah he's been a great guy and dave carson too dave came on yep you know you met dave too he mm-hmm. came on a couple years ago when i opened the west side location and he's been another huge impact and leader in that space so yeah it's about the team yep so let's get to the fun stuff How'd you get involved yeah. with Nike? Oh, that's a good question. Some a lot of people have asked me that in the past, and sometimes I'm like, it just kind of organically happened. So, I think it was probably eight, maybe seven, eight years ago. Um, Nike launched their whole Nike Training Club app, um, and they were starting to execute live events across the globe, basically. So. They just started doing their homework and scouring major territories, looking for trainers who either had their own brand or had, I mean, Instagram wasn't even out. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they they had a big following on Twitter, I guess. Um, And just, 
yeah, people who who had a community in like New York and Chicago and L.A. and and they started taking classes with us, but we didn't know it at the time. And um, yeah, they eventually came through and were like, hey, we're building this community here in Chicago. We'd love for you to be a part of it. We'd like to do some live activation stuff with you and da 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 da. And the initial meeting was at their offices downtown here in Chicago. And I remember leaving that meeting being like, I mean, I only have like 150 followers on Twitter. I don't think I'm what they're looking for. (laughs) And then it just happened. It just evolved. And it became this whole contractual situation where they started asking us to do local events. And then it turned into more global events and cool things from, you know, athlete photo shoots to, traveling to Moscow and Sweden and, you know, um, w- World Cup and all of these different things, doing a ton of activations all over the place just to kind of spread the Nike Training Club concept. And now it's this, like, mega huge worldwide thing. And we do a lot more just uh, local activations and things like that now. So it's been a great partnership to work alongside the one of the largest sporting brands in the yeah, world. Yeah, I say they're pretty large. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've, Medi- done, they've, they've been pretty, they've done well for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Medium-sized company. Small, they make, small company they out of Oregon. Decisions, yeah. Maybe they'll make it. <laughs> um, we, we talked about that phone call to mom and, and I'm assuming that's one of the, the low, professionally speaking, that's one of the lower points where you're like, I don't know with this mm-hmm. Nike gig and, and, or if it's something outside of Nike, what, what is the, what the thing that you look at when you're, you know, people are swapping stories and you're like, yeah, well, I did this. This is the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, honestly, Nike's super cool. Don't get me wrong, but but on your mark is my passion. Yeah, you know, and I and I think just being able to thirteen years later still have a gym that I'd like to think is staying ahead of the curve is something I'm really proud of, and having a gym that other people believe in and it's continuing to grow and evolve and get better with time kind of like wine right? that's you know on your mark is like a fine wine the older it gets the 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 better it gets so i think that is definitely the thing i'm most proud of there's nice. been a lot of other little nuggets along the way that have been super cool and you know definitely have helped shape my career but yeah on your mark is definitely my my most accomplished claim to fame, I guess. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, so how do people find you? Um, well, there's that whole social media thing. Mm-hmm. You can find me, you can, you can find me on that Instagram thing. E M dot Um, but we're located here in Chicago. Our website is O Y M training.com. Um, yeah, we're in the West Loop in the west side of Chicago. Can't wait to to come visit in August. Yeah, and I'm coming. I'm coming back soon too. Absolutely. Hopefully in the summertime. So let me tell this quick story, all right? All right because so I'm I'm in the car with Emily and like uh, I'm driving around in the Uber and it it looks nice outside. It's Chicago. <laughs> it looks like springtime. We were there recently. It's, it was February. It was it's not nice. sunny. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it's February. It's sunny. <laughs> I'm looking it's outside. 
All the cars are out, right? Like, so think think about what happens here in like late March, early April. The weather breaks. The nice cars come out. You got Lamborghinis and Ferraris come out. All the convertibles are out. Everybody's washing their car, walking their dogs, playing outside, right? So I'm looking and I'm like, oh wow, it's a nice day out. I'll check into the hotel. I'll go for a walk. I get outside for a walk and it's freezing. It's 25 degrees outside. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? It is cold out here. Get back inside. Put a jacket on. Right, like that's that that's my story of Chicago in February. Yeah, so I'm it's coming in sun, June. Suns out, guns out, man. No matter what. Yeah, Chicago in the summer Wait. might be the best summer city. In it's America. the best city in the summertime. I, I would have to I would have to agree with you, and there's maybe a little bit of bias there, but we live for those 90 days of summer. You know, <laughs> it's like you know, Chris and I both went to school in upstate slash central New York, and right. the joke as I head back to Syracuse uh, this weekend. Uh, the joke is that there are two seasons. There's winter and July 21st. So <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. This was awesome. Thank you Truly guys. can't wait to come check out the facility. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. I love it. Thanks so, so much for taking time out of your guys' crazy schedule, too. All right. That's the podcast, M. 